People are my passion, and this podcast is about just that. Life, love, careers, relationships, the ups, the downs, the funny, and sometimes not so funny things that happen along the way. I think that everyone has a story to tell, and I want to hear it. So join me weekly as I sit down with everyday people from all walks of life to find out what makes them tick. You are listening to Bright Minds with Ashmon. Welcome back, everybody, to Bright Minds with Ashmon. This is a milestone episode. Episode number 10, I am in double digits. And who better to be in double digits with than um, America's sweethearts? Or maybe like vineyard plantation sweethearts. I don't know. But y'all, I've got the nasal rods here. Vicki and Brian. Hi, y'all. Hello. This is my first time doing um, three to wait. Three, three people. So like they're sharing a mic. I've got a, I've got a couple right here. Don't make it weird. <laughs> I was like, no matter what I do here, it's getting, it's getting weird. <laughs> We're only 20 seconds in. It's getting weird. It's getting yep. weird. <laughs> I was like a threesome. Oh no. <laughs> I'm also um, taking this podcast on the road. I mean, I traveled about eight houses away to come here today, guys. That's, that's impressive. Thank you. We feel uh, yeah. honored. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Do you guys listen to podcasts? Like, what did you think when I told you I was starting a podcast and then I asked you to be on it? Like, that's a lot to process all at once. I don't listen to podcasts, but the kids do. So, okay. So, you I know what they were. I painted Maddie's room. I listened to like some mystery podcasts, oh. mystery podcasts, but I don't really listen to them. But you didn't ask us, you told us. Oh, clarification here, guys. <laughs> I have never listened to one and I said, no, hell no. He and did say that. But she guess beat me down. He also did listen to one because he listened to mine. I did start so. to listen to yours. <laughs> I appreciated that. It was in morning coffee and um the Bright Minds podcast, you know? Yep. Oh, wait, let me clarify. Bright Minds with Ashmon, because there's actually one already called Bright Minds. I know, guys. What a great Where last name. Already Where? taken. Oh, yeah, However, yeah. I really didn't understand why you wanted to to do this. So everyone asked me that, like, why us? Like, I'm boring or I'm not interesting or why me? But I, um, if you haven't told, content, <clears throat> let me redo this. If you couldn't tell already, kind of like you guys, I've kind of like leached on every Sunday, you know, and now I'm like, <laughs> these Do, are my, does she like us or just, does she just, just like wanna, our NFL tickets? I just want to know if the Steeler season's <laughs> over if we're going to see her again after this. It'll be real. I'll see you guys She's in the She's going to ghost us. <laughs> I don't know. I think that you guys, this podcast is about a lot of things. So I think some people have like maybe a aha turning point moment in their life or, but there's also in my intro, it talks about life and love and marriage and relationships. And you guys um, know something about that, you know? And also to clarify, let's blame Jared Jagudis for you guys being on here because he is the one who actually manifested this. Yeah, I heard that. True. Yeah, right? Thanks, Thanks Jared. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got to just, we're going to dive right in. I want to know your story. Like, let's back it up to when you guys met and what was your first impression of the other one? And we have to get some kind of rhythm here. Like, who's going to go first? Let's uh, be ladies honest. Ladies first. All right, Vicky first. Okay. I'm, I'm always about ladies first. Well, the initial story is kind of cute. So we were both at Frostburg State in Maryland. And he had been in a relationship. I had been in a relationship. We were both broken up with our former people. And he and I kept passing each other at school and he would go out of his way to wave and make a big, you know, <laughs> scene <laughs> with his friends. And at any rate, at that time, there was another blonde guy that kept waving to me 
in town. So I thought I had these. On a motorcycle. Oh. So I thought I was so popular and I had these two hot blonde guys like <laughs> vying for my attention. And then I was at the the mall with my sister for Easter. We were buying little eggs and things for my nieces and nephews. And I was in line at Orange Julius and this blonde guy walked up behind me with a motorcycle helmet. It totally confused me. I didn't know who he was. So I'm so excited. So <laughs> he says, you want to say what you say? Hey, I've been seeing you around a lot lately. And I oh. said, oh yeah, where? Because <laughs> I was trying to clarify which cute guy he was. Are you a motorcycle guy or are you this guy? The guy at school or the guy in town on the motorcycle? Same he guy. was the one one in the same. No way. Yeah, hey, funny. I bet there was other blonde guys waving at you. Come I'm, on. I'm sure I just didn't see also, him. Also, um, you know what? This gray is really working for you, Brian. Like, I feel like it's your thing, but I didn't know you were a blonde. I love that. Fun fact. Before. Before yeah, the gray. But I like the gray. Yeah. Oh, oh my thank gosh. You. Okay. So what caught your eye about Vicky, Brian? Um, I was passing her on the way. She was going to class. I was leaving class. Um, and, you know, I kept noticing her. She was walking down with a friend of hers. And I just happened to, was walking around saying goodbye to a friend. And when I turned around, she was like right in front of me. I almost <laughs> slammed into her, knocked her down. And I was like, oh, excuse me. And then said hi. And then she, she walked down. I had to turn around and get the backside view as she was going oh, down. Oh, yeah. Going down. And then I realized <laughs> that... Uh, She's like cool in the gang, 1985 fresh, and I needed to go ahead and uh, try to coordinate some extra time to meet her or, or more conversation. I want to paint the picture really quick that Vicky's like five foot nothing, and Brian, I don't know, you're six what? Six two. Oh, that's amazing. Two like, I just, I love this vision of him just like running right into you, and you're like, what are you, like, but Vicky rules the roost around here. I feel like five foot and mighty. Well, at that moment, I was completely annoyed because he really did almost knock me over. <laughs> Uh, so at that point we just, he went his way and I went my way. And then every day we passed at that same spot. Uh, I Him. don't think that was, um, not planned, right? Like th there was something to that. I was just getting out of class. Mm -hmm. Well, he was going to class where <laughs> yeah, I had just come from and I was going to yeah. class at the South. So it was a little serendipitous. He was and I was carrying friends. a motorcycle helmet several times because I rode my bike to school. <laughs> Plus, that's like a good yeah. bro move. It's like, look how badass yeah. I am. Look at my and motorcycle. And then when I got a little strut in me after I passed her <laughs> just to make sure if she looked back, she thought I was cool. Oh, I love it. The friends that were with me would say, here he comes again. Okay, so then what happens? Like, so you're at Orange Julius? What is that? like? So it, it's a drink stand. Okay. Fresh oranges, blended up in a blender, and you can get all kinds of coconut and pineapple or whatever. So... We Sweet. were chatting and she was there with her older sister. And um, I said, Hey, you interested in going for a motorcycle ride? And you won't believe what she said. I won't. Tell me. She should have said, No, I just met you. But she said, Yes. I would want Lucy yes. to say, No. Lucy, right? You say, No. <laughs> yes. Tell your daughters to say, No. So my sister, who was older than me, she was the whole way home in the car. She was like, you don't know him. He could drag you off into the woods and rape you. And, oh, you know, she was gosh. having a meltdown. Well, in fairness, stranger danger. Like, I feel like I know him. I've been waving to him a lot. Yeah. I just didn't and like, look at that face. Yeah, he wouldn't hurt a fly. I'm education. Wouldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> so, right. I, so when I gave him directions to my house and I said, whatever you do. Sneaky already. Park, Sneaky already. Shushy time. <laughs> Park the motorcycle out of sight because my father will not let me get on a motorcycle. 
as and he was like, okay, any father, good father would do. You my know? directions, and he parked at the top of the street, and he walked down, and he came up the steps. My brother was out front trimming the bushes on a ladder, and he was like, hey, man. And he rang the doorbell, and I opened it, and he had his helmet in his hand. Oh, Brian. <laughs> it's a $300 helmet. I wasn't going to leave it on the bike. <laughs> Okay, so fast forward for me. So when was this like, all right, we're going on a date. She's getting on my motorcycle. Fast forward down the road. When was the, you know what? This is the one moment. Do you have that moment? Because I did. I ask people this all the time, put them under pressure. And Jared and Steve are both like, stop asking dudes that question. But did you have a moment? Mm, not that Not that uh, time frame. We had well, a I great... hope it wasn't on your first date. No, That'd no, but I mean, even for that um, spring semester that we're in school, we had a great time. We did a lot of things together. We almost spent every day together during that that springtime from like March till, and actually the summer. Went up to her lake cottage with her family and had a great time. And then she announced to me that she was, I was going to, I had to finish my degree in University of Frostburg State. And she announced to me that she was going to go to University of Maryland. Okay. And at that point, I think we both agreed that a long-term relationship just wasn't going to happen. So we got to get our careers in check. We, we got to do friends life. Sure. And, you know, we stayed friends and communicated occasionally um, through those couple of uh, years while she was in school. She'd come home every now and then and let me know if she was home. We'd go to a bar or something, have a drink, go to dinner. Um, <clears throat> but. Well, to interject. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. To interject. I think. So that was April. The beginning of April. 87. The beginning of April. Because. We met on Saturday and Sunday was Easter. Oh, so, okay. So you got a, so you got a was, marker. Yeah. So at any rate, that spring and summer, we've spent a ton of time together. And even like his best friend and my best friend hung out. Sure. You know, we were like always That's together. What happens. I think we weren't terribly serious about the love part of it. I think we were very fond of each other. We had a great time together. I don't... Like we became really solid friends. I feel like that yeah. summer. Right. And right. when I said I was leaving, I mean, he already knew it wasn't a surprise that I had already applied to Maryland and, you know, I was a sophomore at Frostburg and applied to Maryland and it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't, it wasn't a heartbreak. Nobody was upset. It was like the plan moving forward and we were just going to keep in touch. Somehow I think this concept of you guys being really good friends is going to circle back through in some of my later things I want to know. Cause I think that might've been your foundation that kind of set the stage for this marriage you have now, you know, it was because we were, uh, Best we were having first, fun. You know? Yeah. I feel like we spent that summer having fun. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. And the relationship was more friends that were, smooching that's we oh yeah we did some smooching we but we weren't doing right, anything so someone, else nope, someone's got to take me forward in life so when 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 was this turning point moment where you're like you know what we're in the same place we want the same things we've got this friendship going on now but like i'm smitten like this is my my story is slightly different than hers <laughs> and i fact checked num numerous of her stories and she's been wrong so i think mine is the correct one okay let's go let's go with brian's <laughs> then um it was um can I get a gavel? <laughs> sometime in, I don't know the exact month, but it was sometime in the fall of 1989. And again, let me back up. I was a UPS driver back then, and I always delivered packages to her sister's house. And every time Convenient. I stopped to her sister to deliver whatever it was, she, I would ask her, how's Vicky doing? How's Vicky? I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell her I said hi if you talk to her, you know, whatever, because I knew they were tight. That's her next sister in age. And they were, they were tight, <clears throat> Teresa. 
And ultimately, I've, I feel like I got to remember my memory is I got a phone call sometime in 1989. I was sitting in my apartment. And I've been hanging out with my buddies for months, wasn't dating anybody. And um, <clears throat> we were just, you know, ruckus young men at 20, 21 years old. Sure. 21 probably because we were drinking age. But um, they were probably waiting to go to a bar that night. And I get a phone call at my phone at my apartment. And there was no cell phones. And I answered the phone and it was her. And she said, hey, Brian, this is Vicky. How are you? And I said, I'm, I'm fine. How are you doing? She said, I'm in town and me and Teresa are going here. You want to come and join us? Uh-huh. And I said, I didn't, I thought Teresa was married. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> but uh, but I said, yeah, sure. I haven't seen seen you in a while. Yeah, I'll, I'll join you. So I wherever we went, I don't remember where it was, probably the Holiday Inn bar or whatever it was. But we we went, I met him, had a good time. And my from that point forward, we, we reconnected, had conversations. Um, actually bought Christmas gifts for each other that year. That's when I knew it was real. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're doing this darn thing. I want my side told. All right. I've got <laughs> nothing but time. Let's hear it. So I agree with what he said. I don't really remember having called him, but I don't feel like we were ever estranged for months and months and months. Were we? Yeah, we weren't estranged. We were just... I feel like I would hear from you once in a while and yeah. Therese would be like, Brian called and... He would go out with his friends and my sister and her husband would be out. And those ding-dongs would call me from a payphone, yeah. <laughs> Like all ripped up around 1130 at night. Like, guess who's here with us? For my audience that doesn't know what a payphone is. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm payphone kidding. or Orange Julius. Can I <laughs> asterisk seaside note? Oh, gosh. I but at it. any rate, so I don't think we were a strange. So he was dating somebody. He went back with his old girlfriend of five years. yeah. And correct. then I was dating someone at school. So, but it wasn't like taboo to talk because we were friends. So Is there someone might have been gonna like give me the juicy details. By. When were, did you guys get engaged? Like someone give it to me well, when you're like, Oh thing. my God, I love her. This I'm marrying her from, from, from the time we gave Christmas gifts the first time. In okay. 89, so this fall, then we give Christmas. I got, I proposed to her in June of 90. That's how it was like short. Got it. So that's why it seems like we were together for five seconds and got engaged, but really there's this yeah, whole history there. History. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What'd your families think of each other? Cause y'all Vicky is one of seven, which I will always remember. Cause so is my mom. Brian's got two twin sisters. Look at me, look at me knowing things about you guys. So what did your families think of the other one? Um, I don't know what her dad thought. I was too scared to ask him. <laughs> you so, didn't ask for her hand in marriage. No, <gasps> Ryan Nazarod. No, we, we, we just, <laughs> Anyway, my, my mom my mom actually absolutely loved her, still loves her. And um, but yeah, <clears throat> Victor and I had a conversation after. Well, he's got seven people. Well, excuse me, six people and parents to go through. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But does well, everybody just love Brian? At that point, I don't even know if he knew. Like my older sister Kiki lived pretty far away and I don't know. I think you had met the twins and Teresa yeah, and Sean. Yeah. Sean yeah. was the one trimming the bushes the day he showed up with the helmet. And when I did leave with Brian to walk down the steps, Sean was going, Oh, I'm telling dad <laughs> you're getting on. Although Sean had a motorcycle. Oh Lord help me. But uh, to swing back around, I feel like, um, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to believe now that the dating that second time was that, short are you sure positive i've trust what he said i i, I kind of do too right here he he's <laughs> he's pretty confident guys he <laughs> seems like he knows what's going he on is. but i 
the first person I called was my sister, Teresa, because I was shocked and I was afraid about what my dad was going to say, even though I was 24. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like you always feel like a kid when it's your parents, you know? Oh, yeah. And sure. I was the baby and I knew that was going to be a hard sell. Even though I wasn't living at home, I was living down around the Beltway in D.C. And he's known him and, you know. And again, who doesn't like Brian? Yeah. Maybe somebody's dad. Well, and both my parents are gone now, but they loved Brian. And mo- all my, I was going to say most. <laughs> all my all my family loves Brian. <laughs> this is not Jerry Springer, guys. Let's save that story. <laughs> it's only most for another time. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay. I'm going to keep fast forwarding because then we're going to go back and dig deeper. But so... I know, so you guys get married and Brian, I know your job sent you guys traveling a little bit around. So when did you end up into Wilmington? Like, cause this is essentially how we know each other now. So you, you're from Maryland. You've lived in West Virginia. You live somewhere else. Louisville, Doesn't matter. Louisville, Kentucky. So your job travels. How do you get to Wilmington? Uh, the job. Um, I work for a company and they posted a job in the Wilmington area that I applied for. Um, I liked every the traveling, you know, Vicky and I got the opportunity to buy five houses, live in three or four different cities, had a child in each city we lived in. Which oh, is, that's a fun which fact. Is why we didn't move again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Ben, my son Ben was born in Maryland. Maddie was born in Norton's Women Hospital in Louisville, Kentucky. And Nick was born in West Virginia, Ruby Memorial uh, University Hospital. Um, ultimately, we stayed there for seven years. I liked being in West Virginia. It was nice, good people, but I wanted more culture for my children. So I applied for a job within the organization and uh, was awarded the position and they moved me here in 2006. And were you just long for the ride? You're like, what we're doing? Let's do this thing. Well, I was used to Brian moving me around, but it always was a good experience. Like we were good at new adventure and packing up and I going and see like that. When we moved here, I didn't know if this was our last stop. In fact, at one point when we were here, I thought he was going to take a job in Tennessee. And at that, the, at that point, the kids were pretty grounded. And I was kind of like, well, I'll stay here and we'll just see you when we see sure. you. Because yeah, move, no, I get it. That's disruptive for the kids and it our was family. Disruptive. And-, and they were little. But when we, when we moved here, Ben was just starting the fifth grade. And the day we told him... It broke him, didn't it? It broke all of them. Gosh. And, and Nick was only lit. Nick didn't care. Nick was, you know, Nick always wanted Five. to flow. Maddie was kind of, you know, indifferent. Like, but Ben was old enough to realize it meant he wasn't going to see his friends and the neighborhood and school and all the things. Yeah. Baseball teammates yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, but anyhow, so when we moved here, I think we loved it initially. It's the sweetest little place in the world. Maybe not so much anymore, but still <laughs> sweet compared to many other places. But I think we kind of knew this was it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Y'all, this is... I I'm mean, not this, moving. No, this is... Speaking for someone that has a third and a first grader, I love it here. Yeah. yeah. This is what we wanted. Well, you then know? you get ingrained into this neighborhood. And even though the neighborhood's changed a lot since we first moved in, some of the older folks have moved on. And But then look at the new people new that come into your in life. And, yeah, the, the, the neighborhood <laughs> is just, the neighborhood is awesome. Who knew? You know? Who knew? And, Who knew uh, what our bright future was going to be? I mean, oh, we I have see a what you did there. tavern here and we got an ABG. <laughs> what else do you need, guys? What yeah, else I do mean, you need? You don't have to need a neighborhood Gosh. to have a good time. Well, and to be honest, I don't know how you grew up, but I grew up in a house. We never lived anywhere else. And so did Brian. And so did most of the people I grew up with. The house they were born in, they, their parents died yes. in. Like, they didn't move around, albeit it was Cumberland, Maryland. But I wanted 
to settle and have a place that the kids would come home to, not the last house or the last move. And also when they all graduate from the same high school, that's kind of what centers you and brings you home. Like that's where your people are. That's, that's where, where the reunions are going to be. That's where the reunions are. I get that. And like I wanted them to I don't come really home to this house yes. and it feel like this is the house we grew up in. Because I feel like people don't do that anymore. And there was even like a moment when these houses were selling for, you know, a lot, a lot of money. We were getting <laughs> tons of offers. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I'm not opposed to moving and staying local, but I was like, I love this house. Why? I want the kids to feel like this is where they're going to come home to. This is the homestead. I love that. And I do get that. And I was the same way. I grew up in the same house. Both my parents are from the same town. We live in the same house. And I think that's, I mean, that's what my kids are always like, where, when are we moving next? Cause they moved at like a funny age. I'm like, no, this is it. Like, this is where you're going to be until you graduate high school. This is where the nasal <laughs> rods are. We're staying. Oh my God. They're all in now. Gosh. All right, guys. So we're going to talk about this marriage a little bit more, but let's, you guys are so stinking cute and I really love you as a couple, but I do want to know a little bit of like, what have been some of the trickier parts? Like how, what are some of the hardest you know, times that you can remember of being married and like navigating those, maybe moving with some of those, you know, I think that's, that's makes things tricky. I think having kids, raising kids. Uh, I would say for, I'll, I'll speak on behalf of Vicki because she shared with, with this with me in the past when the children were young and she had, and largely that was our time in West Virginia where she had three kids under five stay at home mom. We were fortunate enough uh, that she could stay at home. Didn't have to do any daycare and such. Um, but there was. I probably should have had a part-time job. <laughs> but there was there was times you know, I traveled. Um, every job yeah. I've ever had since 1997, I'm on the road. And I'll be gone two or three nights. And, you know, I try to communicate with her while I was traveling. And, you know, she wouldn't want to know where I was at having dinner and drinks because she was at home dealing with children. And totally I'd roll that. in the house on Friday afternoon or Thursday afternoon. I'd come home Thursday and she'd just hand me all the kids and say, these are yours. I'm out of here. And she would leave and, and, and just go somewhere <laughs> just to be by herself. And I'm like, I, I just got home and I want to see you. And uh, now you're sticking me with three young young kids, you know. So I think that was pretty. They weren't even yours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I um, really, I think these are the things that are so relatable though. I, I really do. I think that moment of like, I was only home on maternity leave and Stephen would come in. I'm like tapping out like you're, and that's yeah. not fair either, but yet it's what, no. what you're going through. And it's like, I need a second. I think that those phases are. Even though I <laughs> called every night and um, had, you know, the midnight call with the children and I would bring them home something as a little gift. I remember buying the boys hot. Every time I go somewhere, I buy hot wheel and bring them home. <laughs> yes, and, you know, buy yes. daddy something. And it was. Uh, um, Polly Pockets. Polly Pockets. Okay. Whatever it was. Yeah. And, you know, but it, it didn't take it didn't take the place of her time invested in the frustration that she had to deal with 24 seven while I wasn't there as a, as a, I was going to say a single mom, but not a single mom, <laughs> <laughs> a stay at home mom. Totally get it. And, yes. and had to deal with everything that a young child times three can deliver to you in a 24 hour day. And, you know, I was out trying to make the money. Well, I love that you appreciate that. And, yeah. Yeah. What so, do you think, Vicki? Would you say the same thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it was hard. We never lived at home near family. So it was always just the two of us and every new 
town we moved to in a new state, people sometimes had to travel eight hours to see us. Well, they have to travel eight hours now, but when we were in Louisville, Kentucky, that I had been was one and I got pregnant with Maddie there and they told us we would, we were going to raise our kids there and this is where they were going to go to school. And I got pregnant the month we moved in and we left the month I delivered her. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Here's the sign. Kentucky, not for you. <laughs> Here, I, we loved it. Oh, okay. We loved Louisville, Kentucky. It, it was Aww. awesome. It was awesome. The, the, the key, the key to that move was it put us an hour and a half from family, the closest we'd ever been since we started from the key from moving from Louisville, Kentucky to West. Virginia. Yeah. We were, yeah. that put us an hour and a half from family and it, it, it created an opportunity for the grandparents to see the kids more us to have an, you know, a Friday night, go home, come home Saturday, visit with family, her mom, my mom, both of our fathers were gone. Um, but that made a big difference in that decision to leave a beautiful Louisville, Kentucky to a Fairmont, West Virginia, and run that state. Yeah. Uh, although it's only, a, you know, it's only an hour south of where your hometown is. Washbow. Wash. <laughs> so. I love it. Here's a quick sidebar story. Oh, I love a sidebar. So in Louisville, Kentucky, which we really did love, but for the 10 and a half months we were there, I was pregnant nine and then we moved. However, we had this darling babysitter, and I can't remember her name, but she was going to school to be a dentist or an orthodontist. She was like 24. So I don't, I couldn't even tell you how we found her, but she was our babysitter, and we only went out a couple times. <laughs> but she was on call to be my sitter for when I went into labor because you didn't have family. And yeah. we only knew a couple neighbors. We literally there a couple months. And so I call her. I called Brian. I was like, I'm in labor. You need to come home. And then I called her and he came home. And while we were waiting for her, Brian sat me down on the couch and told me, Oh no, I just got off the phone with Rex. We're moving. <sighs> I wanted to cry. I mean, I was like, I'm pregnant. Bad timing. I thought it was a good message, but it was bad timing. Bad timing. Bad Fair. timing. Yeah. Timing's bad everything, guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I knew she wanted to get back closer to her family and her mom, but it was bad timing. It was bad timing because I was already overwhelmed with having another one. Ben was, I don't even know if he was two yet. And two. I had All the nursery ready. And so that was October 27th. That's the day Maddie was born. That's the day he told me that. I pretty much delivered her that evening, brought her home. We went trick-or-treating the next day with Elmo, Ben, and uh, he got stung by a bee. Okay. And we came back from trick-or-treating, and he pretty much packed his bags two days later and left. See you later. And his mother and grandmother stayed with me, and I can remember sitting in my bed crying. <laughs> I don't but I mean, it, it Vicky. Was, it was like the Old West. I was going to find <laughs> housing. <laughs> I needed to get the housing situated and everyone back together. I Listen, I... I I struggled with that, but we moved to West Virginia to a beautiful neighborhood. And those are some of our very best friends. I do know shout out to you. our West Virginia friends. Yes. We yeah. see them every year, a couple times a year. Um, and by Christmas Eve, we were moved into a brand new house and we set up the kitchen, the kids bedroom and put a tree up. Love it. I think that's important for people to hear too. Cause 
listen, I know I'm new to this thing. We're like 12 years deep into marriage, but I so far think, and I actually had lunch with a girlfriend today who is pregnant and expecting, and I was saying that, I was like those first, that little bit, right? When you have those babies, it's wild. Your life gets flipped upside down. I think it's really tricky to navigate, but we were solid going in. I knew we'd be solid on the flip side and we're back to like homeostasis. <laughs> it is not easy. And I don't, like my mom had seven kids. And kudos to her. her. She was just one of two. My dad was one of 14. Okay. But bless her heart. Bless, bless her Catholic heart. <laughs> she had her first one in October, my oldest, Denny. Then in the following November, she had Kiki, my Kathleen, my older sister. So uh, 10 months. And then the next, not that February, the next February, she had twins. So she had four under two. Do you know what? I, I do think that's why, like, I love that my mom was one of seven. It was really fun to grow up with. So I feel like when you said that, I could just like picture your kid. I mean, I loved it. I had so many cousins, but times were different guys. Like it was just, can you imagine doing what we're expected to do today with all the sports and the travel yeah. ball and the grades and the tutors? It was just, I love the little, like my mom always tell me she had, um, Every time she had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, her bread was frozen. So that's the way she prefers it now because they had to get the second loaf out of the freezer by the time it was time to make her PB&J. Like, it's just different. Wow, yeah. You know, it's cute. But like, they just ran wild in the neighborhood and no yeah. one did anything organized. Like, it was just different. But it made you who you are, you know? I love it. it. That's actually a very sad part of the way our kids have grown up. Like, we paid for all the extra things for baseball and we just ran, 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 ran. And well, Vicky, so it's just, well, you did what you were, that's what everyone's doing. Everyone's like, doing. And, and at the end you, of the day, yeah. nobody's making, you know, anyone playing professional ball no. or hockey or um, soccer. Stay all tuned for my next podcast release after this one is this guy, um, Nick Bonacore, who has, um, it's called the sports reform. Oh shoot. I'm going to botch it. The sports reform project. And he's all about kind of, just advocacy for making sports a little bit more normal and not so crazy and mm. not so, and I just love it. Cause I don't know how we change whatever's wow. happening. Cause we're spiraling quickly, wow. but yeah. side note. Okay. Let's get back to, <laughs> but I love that topic because it is crazy and it's just it getting is. crazier. Okay. So one thing I think about is like a lot of times when you're chatting with your friends, you vent, right? You vent about your spouse. Like it's just a normal best friend chit chat. But I feel like sometimes, and Vicki and I rode home from Charlotte together and we sat up front and we were talking about marriage. But you know what I loved about it? It was the positives. It was the fun stuff. We talked about your guys' 50th birthdays and um, shopping trips to Mayfair and these cute things that you guys do. And I I loved it. Like, I love your relationship. And I'm curious if you think that about yourselves, if that makes sense. Like, do you guys know you've got a good thing going on? No. <laughs> Wait, were you interviewing I, me on that car ride? <laughs> I actually recorded the whole thing. Vicky. Well, here's I, I feel like we got a good thing going on, but that's just who we are. Right. I'm not we're not doing this to um, impress anybody. This is just who we are. We're just, you know, we just hang out together. When I'm when I'm done work on a Friday, if I'm out of town, I come home. I don't go to a bar and drink a bunch of beers with friends. Sure. Now, if she wants to go with me, then we'll go together. <laughs> I love but, that. <clears throat> I'll come home and connect with her first. Um, but no, I mean, we just, we enjoy each other's company. Um, just the little things like that. Just small stuff. Well, I think it is important. I do. Watch I her lose her packages <laughs> that she bought at another store and leaves them at Belk. That's, yeah, that's fun. That's so cute. Loses you guys her cell do, phone. you make it seem simple and easy, which I appreciate, but 
But I know, of course, we have to know it can't always be that easy or the divorce rate wouldn't be what it is. Like marriages wouldn't be struggling the way they are. But so I do wonder that. I'm like, I wonder, you know, I don't know what makes it, but that maybe it goes back to you guys being best friends, like how that foundation formed. Because I really, I think what you have is really special. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Well, I don't know. I mean, wow, that's, that's a lot. Well, I don't even know what my question is, right? It's just, I guess it's like, do you guys appreciate it? If that makes sense. Like, do you know I guess what you we, have is unique? I guess we do at times. And then, you know, life gets busy and you forget. And then something brings you back around, like a, a, an experience together where we enjoy doing something, you know, a trip, just the two of us, or we do a lot of getaways alone, which is, you know, well, even when it's the kids good for were the little, marriage, <laughs> even when the kids were little, we yeah. like twice a year tried to get away alone, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. He's my memory checker. Uh, that, but fact checker. Fact checker. sometimes <laughs> I make stuff up and I just go with it because I feel it's you on my that truth. One. And he's like, that didn't and if happen. I was a good husband, I'd just let her run with it. But I have to call her out on it. I'm like, no, that's not right. Honey. You know, I think we need them. I need some Stephen Bright in my life. You need yeah, some Brian. You yeah, know, it's yeah. just, it's but true. To your point, life does get busy. And we've had our ups and downs. There were times when I wanted to beep. <laughs> But, and I'm sure he has felt the same way. And that's normal. I feel like there's frustrations with life and everyday living. And we've, you know, there've been struggles and kids all along the way. And I don't, I don't think I ever once thought about divorce. No. Well, see what happened was. He said, well. One time I said something. The next thing you know, my bloody nose was running down on my lip, but. No, I'm just kidding. I, I was I'm like, this kidding. is, I, I, my oh head my God, is shaking. I believed him for a minute. See, what was, see here, what happened was. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, I mean, here's the thing. I don't, I, I don't, I assume that everybody operates this way. This is how we operate. Sure. Everybody gets some time away, gets time away with their spouse, goes on some trips, enjoys each other's company. You know, I'm probably more of a little bit of a TV watcher than, than she is. And, you know, I'll come down and we'll mix a drink one evening and I want to turn something on. Hey, just turn it off and let's talk, turn on the music. And, uh, you know, we'll sit here for an hour or two and talk. Um, no, no TV and a little bit of jazz going on in the background. Yeah. And then, you know, call tonight and go to bed. That sounds heavenly. Yeah. I mean, just saying, you know? Yeah. And I feel like you guys, I said this on Jared's podcast, but this is my favorite thing, guys. They, um, you, I had seen, I came to watch the Steelers on a Sunday and I was like, Hey, what'd you do last night? And he's like, Oh, Vicky and I went to, we went downtown. We did this. We did that. We got, came home. We lit a bonfire. I'm like, Oh, who else with you guys? And again, it was just, Oh, it was just Vicky and I. I'm like, that's really sweet. And it does take effort, but I feel like you guys still want to hang out with each other and like, you want to be each other's person. And that's important. And it's easy I don't know. I think the other thing is like I'm watching friends as we're getting older. Stephen Bright is still my favorite person to hang out with, but I'm sure you guys have seen these things along the way. It's not always the case the further we get into it, you know? For sure. I think actually it always astonished me that this neighborhood had so many good couples. We, we do, right? right? Yes. Like we have, the odds are against having this With many the names neighbors to protect the innocent no. <laughs> but the <laughs> the right the name the you're getting me sidetracked uh, <laughs> to have this many couples like i could have a casual party next month and invite 30 couples and that would be like a casual well, day right yeah. like it's hard yeah. to cut the like who do we like where do we stop and yet everybody seems solid 
Yeah. And like we're pretty fortunate. This neighborhood rocks in terms of families and couples. They really I feel do. like it makes it easy to be here and kind of live up to that because there are a lot of really solid couples in this neighborhood. I think that's important too. When I reflect on like some of the podcasts I've done and things I've talked about, I think it's a common theme where I'm like drawn to people where I like their marriage, which I kind of feel like is important. I had a friend, this was several years ago, but their marriage was in trouble and she was constantly venting. And I was in my twenties. And one thing I found myself doing was almost like joining in, like just being like, uh, like trying to make her feel better or something by being like, oh, like throwing Steven under the bus. Like Steven does that too. And I'm like, I get home and I'm like, babe. You I got just, sucked in. <laughs> I was like, I just said you did this and you don't. And I don't, you know, it's like a, like, I feel like a girl to girl thing. I wanted to make her feel at that time better. And that that's not healthy for your own marriage. Right. Mm, so I no. do feel like it's important to hang out with people that kind of build you up in that sense too. And that like to hang out as a couple and they're not always yeah. going different ways. Like I, Brian, I feel like we're the same way. We always check in with each other first. And at the end, of course we do girls nights and guys nights here and there. But at the end of the day, he's my favorite person to hang out with when I get home on Friday. He's a good dude. I like him. <laughs> he's a good dude. There's, I, don't I can't believe the first time I met him, I kicked his butt in cornhole. <laughs> you did come over. I feel like yes. I instantly yeah. used some good energy. Yeah. But I really, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't like Stephen Bright. If I'm wrong, someone shout out can correct mm. me, but everybody likes him. He's, yeah, he's just absolutely. a likable guy. But I think marriage to me is so interesting in general. I mean, we you're coming from these different backgrounds. You're navigating your career, um, your friendships, being parents, and then of course tragedies along the way. Like mm -hmm. you, you know, you mentioned losing your parents, all the, the things life is gonna bring you stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that, and then the fact that you're you guys met young, and so did Steven and I, but in that time you're constantly growing and changing. And how lucky that you do it together, because how many times Couples don't, if that makes sense. Like, this is the person I married, but they're still here, and I've grown into this person. Like, what do y'all think about that? Like, were there times in the roads where somebody was shifting or changing, or were you always doing it together? I would say we're doing it together. I would agree. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like there was any <clears throat> anything like that that would have been that happened that I'm aware of. You know, with you no. or myself. No, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Do you have a cut? Like, I, I mean, you know, we committed. Yeah. We're, we're, we're approaching 32 years. <laughs> I, I, I mean, love I haven't it. figured it out by now. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to figure but it out. I know what you're saying. Like, when you do connect young, was I 21? I think I was 20. You were born in 80, uh, 67. So, yeah, I met Sh you. Sure, she died. <laughs> I'm sorry, 87. 87. 87. Yeah, 87. Sorry. Uh, so but, sorry. you know, like, we did meet young. I don't really know. Uh, we just, Right. So have always had the, young and you're I don't like think divorce was ever an option like he would have really had to no uh -uh. you know i come from wasn't like well if this doesn't work out i'll rip the kids from their life and start over like can't imagine no he would have had to have done something egregious not well, right i, I think feel, like if we just bicker when and oh, there have I mean, been every, times where we marriage has disagreements and we, we've had our fair share of those but you work through it and you move on i mean that doesn't mean that you're going to be you're going to let the whole thing burn down around you you know you do sure you, you know so but i do i think i had like there's friends that i've had that were you know they started dating college and their spouse is still doing the same things they were doing in college where this one has moved on and ready for her career to take off or his or her career to take off they're ready for babies and this one's still doing what they were doing he when they met at 19 yet. and i think that's i'm like yeah. you know what though that's the guy you fell in love with and that's when you committed to but now shoot like they're not changing together yeah. i feel like that can be yeah tricky yeah, to yeah right. i think we did change and matured together as we got older but i mean we we just we, too, we, we spent had, 
the same vision. We had we spent five years of our first five years of marriage, no children. Again, oh, that's a, wonderful. Have, you had that time to like really our first house, yeah. rehab the house, having a great time. At the time, I still had motorcycles and we were riding and had a great time. And I knew I wasn't going to keep them very long. Um, <laughs> and and I knew that whenever we found out <laughs> that we were going to have a child, that I was going to sell it. And I sold. Oh, I both. appreciate that. Yeah. And I haven't had an interest in it yet since. Now, if if a neighbor has one, I'll take John or something. I'll take it for a ride. But uh, ideally. Um, you know, so we, we, we spent the first five years of our marriage doing things But again, that's you showing together. growth and you're like, we're going to have babies now. We yes. have, like, I'm going to I get something I just replace it up. with a boat. Did <laughs> <laughs> you fall off of it? Seems it a little safer, right? Yeah. And, you know, so we, you know, we, so we kind of grew together in that. Um, I, I think I really honestly believe that when you move as much as you move in, in a relationship to different markets or different cities, that's the only, she's the only person you know. Or uh, yeah, other than your right? work people. And I don't get engaged real friendly with my work people. Um, but so you're forced, not forced because it's bad, but you're forced to, Hey, let's go to spaghetti factory. We've never been there before in Louisville. Let's go to the gold house and go to the rotating restaurant at the top. Let's go here. Let's do this. And you force yourself, not forced, but you entertain yourself sure. with your spouse to go do things. Cause you don't know anybody else. And then as you get there a little bit longer, you start to meet other people that you connect with. And then you start doing things as couples. So that's the, that's the mature and the growth process. And you put, multiply that times four. Every time we moved, it was a new experience, a new city, new things. That's fun. It was fun. And I enjoyed both it. both of you and had I, that personality said, we to would do, do it together. It. Yeah. I said, we would do it for the career benefits, for whatever, as long as it didn't impact the children. As long as the children were young and it wasn't ripping their heart out to leave their friends. Yeah. Uh, we would still be open to do those things. And then when we moved here, we're like, okay, these kids are grounded. There's a lot of culture in this city. There's a lot of, there's some plays and things going on downtown. There's concerts, there's things the kids can get involved in and they love living here. And my son has been in law school in Raleigh and he's like, dad, I'm, there's nothing here in Raleigh for me. When he's I graduate, I'm I coming love back. I love that too. Yeah. I love that. You know, I'm sorry, Vicki. I was thinking about this the other day and speaking of these kids, and it's it's crazy to think about because mine are only nine and seven, but yours are grown, y'all. They have flown the coop. They're out of the house. Do you think it gets easier or tougher when they leave? Like, that is a wild concept to me to picture. I, it just Stephen and I. I mean, we're still that, like, the face. They, you don't even go to sleepovers yet. You know, they, my kids are with us all the time. I kind of love it right now, but you should love it, right? I do because it. it'll be it'll it won't be there every time I come here. You know, trip. We're we dynamic love duo. We love them too. We love them too. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, so I feel like my kids stayed at home probably longer than most kids. I feel like some people were judgy about that. Okay, like well, I didn't know you then. Ben stayed home and went to UNCW and. We were like, get an apartment, get an apartment. And he did once or twice try and it fell through. Somebody else couldn't make it happen. And he was happy just to be here. Sure. He did great. Maddie, Nick. Was better on the wallet. <laughs> but they were Absolutely. happy to hang with us. And for whatever reason, I don't know, good, bad, or indifferent. But then when they moved out, it happened like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And within like nine months, I had nobody in this house. It was, yeah. And that crushed me I, I mean i can get emotional just thinking about it i used to walk upstairs because you know like the way this house is built our bedroom is on one side and then you walk down two hallways and the 
three bedrooms or on a whole other hallway. And I would just walk up there and just cry. Oh, I, didn't I? I would come downstairs and just be like, oh, I can't believe it. Truth be told, I did it once or twice. Oh. I mean, it was hard, right? Yeah. I can't imagine. Because For two weeks. Look, he's <laughs> For two I mean, weeks. And then it's like, you got to call me when you're coming over. Well, I do. I think that has to be but such a moment. Did. And yeah, but to me, you guys have been like, okay, we did the right thing. Like you raised your kids. They're doing what they any want parents to. would want, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, we want them to fly the coop. They have yes. to, right? Yes. But yeah. then now you make the most of it. You have to raise them to want to fly the coop. Sure. They weren't, yes. you know, 29 <clears throat> still living here. They were young and in school, but. They still love to come home. One thing we did right, I feel like, when we moved here, and it wasn't possible to go eight hours all the time for every holiday and every, um, you know, important event. Sure. We tried to make it a, a big deal and and fill it with tradition, tradition that he grew Starting up with your own. and that I yeah. grew up with, and you know, infusing those two families and doing our own thing, but like. I always wanted the kids to feel like, oh, when we, at Christmas, this is what we do. At Thanksgiving, this is what we do. I like that. Because I want them to come home. And you know, my sister used to always say to me, like, you need to have girls because boys will go with their wives. So What's that saying I there? I feel like at least <laughs> our boys, look, of course I want them to go a with their A son's a son until he finds a wife, a yeah. daughter's a daughter for life. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I have a boy too. I'm meaning that. I feel like our boys, and certainly Maddie and Stephen too, but the boys like being here for our traditions. This is about y'all. Because we tried yeah. to make it solid traditions and fun and like predictable and all the things, right? Check yes. all the boxes. Yes. It's fun. We're all together. We hang out. We do the same things. And they're going to carry that on in some way or another. I, so. I love that. I think that's I really so. sweet. It's I feel like everyone likes the roots. His family did and a little bit of what our family, my family did. And now it's our family tradition. Sure. All right, guys. So one thing, which there are many that I like about my friendship with y'all is that there is a little bit of wisdom there. Like little things that you guys have witnessed or I've told you that my kids are going through and you've been there or like a similar situation. It's really relatable. You guys always make me feel calm about it. I think there's something already at 37 that I'm better at 27, but having friends that are a little bit older that have this like this wisdom about them where something that seems like a huge deal to me at the time, I realize reflecting back, it isn't like, what do you guys think about your perspective on this stuff now, like on, on kids, on like, isn't it interesting when I'm telling you something that Lucy or Tripp's going through and you're like, man, I wish I would have known that then or felt that then. But I really appreciate that about y'all. Wait, we're not the same age. <laughs> I kind of feel like we are sometimes. I can have two years older than you. <laughs> no, right. Um, like, am I making any sense? Like, are yeah. those you make a hundred percent sense. And the honest truth is when we were going through what you're going through with small kids, I felt like a freak. Oh, I love. Okay, thank I you. I felt like not like wild. <laughs> I, okay, so full disclosure, I feel like I had way less patience as a mom at thirty something raising little kids. My dad didn't have a lot of patience. My mom was a saint. Uh, he was loving and kind, but Jay Victor did not have a lot of patience and. 
I feel like Brian had more patience with them when they were little, but I would get him going. Like if I got amped, he'd get amped. Sure. It wasn't. Well, he's supposed to calm you down then. No, he got, <laughs> he would get amped if I got amped. Yeah. But I think it's hard when you're in the moment. I, Looking back now, I can think of specific moments, and I'm sure every mother does, and you will, of you were like, hand on forehead. Right. Like, oh, I did that wrong. I said the wrong thing. I did the wrong thing. I shouldn't have thrown that frying pan. <laughs> but, so to totally, be fair, Ben yes. said to me one time, I think I did throw a frying pan in West Virginia. Uh, and Ben, traveling. God, I no, you know were there. This. You were standing in the kitchen. <laughs> I totally forgot about it, and Ben said, yeah, I remember the time you dented the cabinet with the frying pan. You know what's funny, Vicky, is like I can't see it, but yet I can see I it. I got a little Irish <laughs> temper. She's got some Irish feisty. I got a little Irish Tiny temper. And feisty. I like it. Well, I I'll got some this. Irish temper, and it flares quick. Every parent is going to make mistakes. For sure. You're going to overreact. I can think. I can think of the same exact moments or my own moments, but. I'll say this. That's why God gives us grandchildren. You can correct all your mistakes <laughs> because you'll treat them how you'll treat them totally different. You went through the learning process. You realized whatever trip's doing or whatever Lucy's doing to frustrate you at that moment is really not that big of a deal. Well, I really appreciate that though. I was a little, you know, Vicki got a little rant and rave and we were going through a little something with Lucy and I did feel calmer about it. Cause I don't know if it was you being there and just like, I forget what kid you should, you know, we went through something like this and I was like, you know what? It is fine. Like we're all going to go through. Yeah. It's growing. It's nice to have that perspective. And, and we, we overreacted to numerous situations with the children. And, you know, it takes you back to that Trace Atkins country song. One day you're going to miss this. Oh, so that one will you, bring you, me to tears, yes, man. <laughs> me too. Uh, and, you know, you, you try not to react. You try to be the adult. A lot of the times in our situations, I found myself not being the adult and me right, especially when they got teenage years. Sure. I'm in there yeah. battling them out as a teenager. Like and Vicky's like, Brian, you need to be the adult. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Oh, so I like that. We're keeping each other in check. You got to do that. And, but you know what? You could fix all your wrongs with your grandkids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I will interject this. Like you're going to, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things you regret. You're going to say things you regret. Stephen will too. We all, we're human. There's no, and there's no there's handbook. No handbook. I can have a hot temper. He can have a hot temper. And I mean, sometimes when I get elevated because, you know, I'm having a crazy day, it, he would get elevated. But then also there was a check and balance where he would calm me down or I would calm him down. But if I had any advice to say to you, let's hear it. I love it. Don't beat yourself up. But also, and I think Brian would 100% agree because I've seen him do this personally with all the kids go back and apologize and tell him oh, you were wrong i love that like i have seen brian do that absolutely yeah, two or three oh two or three times <laughs> <laughs> i mean not because he's been wrong that many times but i have too gone back and said especially as they get old not older like i don't do it in my their 20s anymore but when they were teenagers or even you know like you sure. say things because they're not quite adults, but you're afraid. Well, yo, so you say 
things that are crazy. And what a life lesson because to be able to own your mistakes, to be able to apologize is not something everyone can do. It's actually something I pride myself on. I'm a great apologizer. The kids might disagree and think, you know, there are things stuck in their head that we did terrible and we need to, you know. But I think we were good about that. I think we were good about going back in and saying... I'm well, sorry I, I did that. It was we I yeah. was out of control. I didn't mean that. This is what say, I want to say, but you shouldn't be doing this and I'm not going to tolerate right. we, that. We we didn't back down on what we were addressing. Sure. Agreed. Because that needed to be addressed. We we probably in those scenarios would have had to have apologized for the way we addressed it. We we probably went off the edge and we shouldn't have went off the edge. No, um, I really appreciate that, though. I yeah, think that's and, really and, important. But, but, like, but you're still in still trouble and grounded. Yes. However, yeah. I wish I would have. <laughs> right? I even think that sometimes because it's not always them. Like, right? It's been a tough day at work, at the office. I'm hungry. It's this. And I'm like, it, I maybe say something, react a way I didn't want to. And I think it's really important for them to start to learn and hear people apologize. I, I love that you said that. I think that's a really, really important life lesson. I think it is. And I think it's, I think you know, us apologizing. And also you want the kids to be model citizens, model students, model athletic employees, employee, but you have to give them grace because they're going through whatever they're going through. Sure. And they're, you know, whether they're in grade school or middle school or high school, or now they're grown, everybody needs a little grace. And so you like to drop the hammer because you want them to be a star and you want to brag about your kids and you want to, you know, right. Yeah. Well, you and, love but them. Everybody want, needs yeah. grace. Yeah. I love that's that. I think that's, I love that word too. I think it's really important. All right. This might be a little off topic, but yet somehow I kind of feel like it relates. So today actually I was listening to this podcast and the whole topic of the podcast was about regrets, which Normally that's, I'm not a fan. Like I just, I don't want to, why do we want to live our life that way? Because every choice we made, right? Every decision we made got us to where we are and pretty happy where I am. So I don't like to think about regrets, but the whole, the kind of point was, it was, um, you're either, so this is what he said. He said, so in your twenties, all right, let me do this again. Okay. Your regrets are either based on an action or an inaction. So in your 20s, your regrets are a lot based on your actions. But as you get older to your 30s and above, they're more so based on inaction, like something you didn't do. Like you more so regret that thing you didn't try, that risk you didn't take, that thing you didn't do with your kid, whatever it may be. And I thought that was a really interesting concept and something I feel like I'm preaching all the time. Like there's some things I maybe don't want to do, don't want to go to, but I do it and I never regret it, right? Like you don't regret things you don't do. But what do you think about that through marriage, through raising kids, like action versus inaction? Like, do you look back and say, hey, I wish I would have tried this. I wish I would have done this. Like, yes. what do you guys think about that? What's what's something that comes yes. to mind? Well, unfortunately, regret is something you don't experience until after it's passed. Yeah, the hindsight, right? right? Sure. But I think for me, and I've said this to him before he knows this. So when we were first dating, engaged, married, I was working in D.C. as a interior designer at a, Ooh. I wasn't an interior designer. Okay. I was working at an interior design uh, showroom that was owned by the Kennedys. It was downtown DC behind fourth and D he was working around the beltway. My brother was working on Capitol Hill. This is before we had kids and I loved, loved, loved that job. And 
I was good at it. Yeah, you were very good at it. And I had a couple of opportunities after I left the design center to do some further design. And I bailed on it because I didn't want to travel. And then I had kids and I had another opportunity to do design and I bailed on it because I wanted to stay home. Sure. And I feel like I've lost touch with that part of me now. But I also feel like I would have been a better mom if I had a little something of my own. And I don't regret staying home with the kids, but of course I think not. I yeah. would have enjoyed owning something of my own, especially since he traveled. But also, I feel I was good at it, and I feel like I would have excelled. Uh, I really like, like I would have, that. I, like, think I used to actually yeah. have a little guilt about not contributing to the household income. I think all those things are very normal yeah. and very relatable. Yeah. You know? So that's regret from older. The 20s. Yeah. Well, I did right, regret it until I was, when, yeah. Yeah, but your opportunities were in your 20s. Yeah. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I would have, even in my 30s, I could have picked up and then I just never did. And I, well, and we hard. moved, yeah. you know, like every couple of years, like, you know, the longest we were before here was West Virginia and that was seven so years. So to move like that, somebody's career has got to be yeah. put in front of the other person's, yeah. you know? So at that time you're like, I'm raising these babies and yeah. this is what I can do, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure I have other regrets, but that's the one that comes to mind. What about you, Brian? Is there anything you're like, hey, you know, I wish I would have taken this, this chance or this mission or this, you know? You should have played football. <laughs> that's, yeah. I is mean, that a, yeah. that's high school. I mean, it's not my twenties, but you know, uh, no, it's okay. I don't, I I don't mean, have a tremendous amount of regrets during our marriage, but I, I think we, um, not, not, I didn't mean that. Good to know. I mean, like Vicky's regret while we were married, but I, um, <clears throat> quick story. I broke my collarbone when I was seven years old, riding a bike. Ryan and I would like this because I was jumping on this really big dirt pile and I, I flipped my bike backwards and broke my collarbone. I seven years it. old. I wasn't allowed to play football that year because of my doctor said. You're a rather large seven-year-old, so you're going to be playing up with 10, 12-year-olds, and your collarbone can't handle those hitting, so you got to sit it out. Okay. We asked if I could play soccer. He said yes, so I played soccer, and I never looked back ever since. I was always pretty athletic in football, pickup football, gymnasium football, you know, whatever it would be with um, – uh, recess and the football coach was our recess person. And he was begging me to come out and play football for the high school football team. And I'm like, coach, I don't, I've never played football in my life. Um, I, I have to interject because, well, maybe not in high school, but he has broken both sides of his collarbones twice well, on each side. Well, that's yes. But four times, to four times Yikes. total. Yeah. So you're not playing any football. Okay. Yeah. But, but, um, well, he didn't know that, but anyway, so he begged me, begged me, begged me to come out and play football. And I just said, no, I don't know. I don't play the game. Um, I've never played the game organized and I'm going to stick with soccer through high school. Ended up playing two years in, in junior college. And, and then I realized I wasn't talented enough to move on to anything else. So I gave it up. Um, that I, I look back at that and I'm like, in high school, I was the perfect tight end, the perfect linebacker size. I, I could have maybe made something interesting in football and i and now college, that's my ball. favorite sport i watch it 24 7 we're steeler fans together woo woo. and i don't watch basketball i don't watch baseball i don't watch hockey and i just sometimes when i'm watching it again i'm like, man i could have done that i could have done that i think you could have too not at my age now <laughs> but i'm not a tom brady but years ago when i was younger and i'm like man i could have done that i just missed that opportunity knowing 
you know what though? I think Vicky, we're going to circle back on that one. Cause this is something you could still do. Like, I don't want you to give that up. I don't know. Somehow I'm like, come on over, come help me, come oh, help me figure yeah, out she'll a... do some free designing in the neighborhood. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. Wow. All right. So I do, we do need to wrap it up a little bit, but I, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot too much because I have a ton. The regrets one is a big one. Cause I just think it's interesting to think back, even me just taking this leap of faith. Like I don't want to regret something. So I'm always like, let me just try it. Let me do it. Let me do it. I don't know. Well, we'll you're see. Such a go -getter. I got You're reflect. so full of spunk. I, it's a little much sometimes. I always, the further <laughs> I got away from design, the more, uh, the less confident I felt. I get that though. I feel right where you had, but when you were doing it and you had people kind of validating that, I, I think that's yeah. a part of it. You know, uh, we were doing, um, designs for embassies on embassy row. Wow. We were doing designs for millionaires in DC. We were, you met, who'd you meet that come through there all the time? Oh, Sugar Stallone, Ray, Sugar Stallone, Ray Leonard. Yeah. Um, I would just like to say through. this is the second time Sugar Ray has been brought up on my podcast because Jared worked with him too. What is happening no, here? I, I, it might be a him sign. And, yeah. Oh, wait. Not Ooh. Sugar Ray like the music? No, Sugar Ray <laughs> Leonard, the boxer. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, why did he amazing? Yeah. Okay. We're in our 50s. We don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I This is going to make me giggle all night. I need to wrap it up. I like Sugar Daddy candy bars. Or is it Sugar Babies? This is amazing. <laughs> okay. So... Never mind. We're never mind about that. Different sugar. <laughs> and right. there's our age gap. That just, is, just, you know, movies. Sugar's and music not good for you. <laughs> give the age gap like no other. All right. So back to this. Well, all right. Circling back one more time about this marriage. And we talked about it a few times, but if there's somebody listening, newly married, getting married, what's that one, one or two little tidbits? Like, what's something you would tell Maddie? What's something you would tell somebody that you're like, like, I like a good little poignant piece of advice? I like music a lot of music okay so i would say to my daughter and i mentioned cool Nigang gang earlier who was a great 80s yes. band i'm an 80s guy i have guy. no idea where we're going 1985 <laughs> fresh is the greatest song in the world she if you don't know it go listen to it brian i'm gonna listen to it tonight then you go to the same group maybe in the same year maybe in a year later but they did a song called cherish okay it's probably used as tons of wedding songs all over this world. Who knows? I don't know. It wasn't our wedding song. But if you're talking to a young person who's either engaged or wanting to get married, listen to that song and live by it. Oh, Love it. I did not see that coming. Goals ever. for tonight. Yes. Google play. <laughs> Please don't. Alexa, play. Well, I made you I hold cassette tape. We were dating. You probably threw it away. Y'all are so cute. Stop. I labeled it. Here's to you. And I don't know where it is now. Why is he so Here's sweet? to you by Billy Ocean. That was our wedding. That was song. our wedding oh song, gosh. and the band learned that song yeah. for our. No wedding. one. That is not a wedding song I've ever heard. But I was listening to some Billy Ocean tapes and some other tapes. Way to, to be different. To burn her a little, not to burn her, but to make I, her I a cassette tape yeah. when we were dating. And I said, I want to put this song on here, and I'm going to listen to it, and I want her. I want her to see if she'll let this be our wedding song. And I labeled the cassette I made for it called "Here's to You," and that was the name of the wedding song. And she oh, said yes. I mean, how could she not? And then the band learned it. We asked <laughs> them to learn the song, it. and they learned it. And then so they used go it. Go listen to that one too, by the way. They they used it in a ton of weddings after they. They learned did. It. They yeah. they used it in weddings after hours. They were like, I love I love your Trace Atkins so, like reference earlier. I, I love music. I, mean, I love me listening to music too. all the do time. Do you know that's what Steve and I do? That's like our thing. Like on a Friday night, kids are down. We put on YouTube a lot, like a live show from someone. We sit on the back porch, get the little fire going. Yep. It's get a it's fire, our thing. Just listen. All of our date nights are pretty much based around concerts. I used to be a love member it. of all the CD clubs. <laughs> I got all these. I got hundreds of CDs in boxes I now. I just it. love streaming it now. You hey, hang on to them. Somehow, I think 
they're going to benefit you one day. They're coming back. Yeah, they like might. The just like VHS tapes. We're going to be rich. Yeah. We don't need that lottery ticket. But no, I mean, you know, that that's the, have fun. I Learn each that. other. Have fun. have fun. Love each other, obviously, is the big thing. And you're going to have disagreements and you're going to have, uh, uh, what do you call it, negotiations or compromises. Sure. But. You also, need to know you're in it for the long run because that was your vows. Yeah, absolutely. This isn't really advice. I think this is either you are or you aren't, but I think we both have thick skin. Oh, yeah. we yeah, People hear us cut on each other like, oh, my gosh, what he said to her. She did. I we laugh it off. We just laugh. I giggle so much at y'all, though, because even when you tease each other, it's like the way you're looking at each other when you're doing it. It's so stinking cute. Like, I can't even. I don't take you serious. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like we need to, like, no way. I've never Slow been our jackass so much. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> hey, that wasn't bantering. That was a little truth. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm still here. Oh, I love it. Y'all, so, thank know. you for doing this. What do you think? How, how are you feeling right now? Listen, I'm the one who's like. I feel like it was good. I it was fine. Words, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, is I really it, appreciate it. Entertaining enough. That's well, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to listen back. But guys, I appreciate you guys staying tuned. This is, you know, I think my podcast is supposed to be about like my intro. It's life and it's love. And I, I'm really interested in relationships. I think it's important. And of course, I think there's sometimes guests that have defining moments, but I wanted all of it. So I'm so appreciative that the nasal rods decided to do this. Sometimes I um, throw people a bone, like a social media bone, but I don't know, guys. You can't find the nasal rods out there. I'm not on social media. <laughs> We're antiques. My friends live right here. <laughs> yeah, but you can follow me at Bright Minds with Ashmon on Instagram and also on Spotify. I appreciate y'all staying tuned. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.